Hi, I'm Dino Tripotis. This is Whiskey Business. In my hands, Volume 1, Issue 1, Playboy Magazine with Marilyn Monroe on the cover. A highly coveted magazine. What's it worth? We'll talk to uh, Adrian Burns tonight, who's an expert, and he'll tell me on Whiskey Business. Hi, everybody. I'm Dino Tripotis, and welcome to Whiskey Business, the podcast not so much about whiskey, as it is one with whiskey. And uh, tonight, Adrian Burns from Burns Auction and Appraisal will be joining us. Yes. Thank you, thank you. As you heard in the opening, I have right here, (laughs) Volume 1, Issue 1. Hubba Hubba. Playboy Magazine with Marilyn Monroe, one of the most coveted magazines in the collectible world. Uh What? And how did it come to me? By accident. Yes. Is it worth something? Yes. It's worth a lot of money if it was actually real. (laughs) Come to find this is just an excellent reproduction. Adrian will get into it a little bit more and tell me why I was so easily duped. I didn't pay anything for it. Like I said, it just came into my into my into my hands. Like a lot of things in this house. When I die, my good friend Jamie Sanfilippo said that when you die, of course I'll be sad, but as soon as you die, I'm calling American Pickers and coming over to your house and just let them go through and I'm gonna sell everything and make a fortune. Will he make a fortune? <laughs> I like how I he's don't... claiming all of it. Yeah, he's own. claiming all of it. Yeah, he's yeah. already claimed all my unpublished <laughs> writings upstairs that I think are crap. That he thinks that he can, you know, after I die, you know, they'll they'll discover some sort of, you know, a genius that I that I just wasn't that I didn't yeah, believe right, in. Right. You know, oh, it's garbage. You'll be like one of those, uh, you know, poets of the early uh, century yeah, where they were like, he, he did not become famous until well after his well death. after his death. Yeah, one of those uh, posthumously. But, uh, yeah, there's a bunch of stuff in this house. I'm going to be stuck with a bottle of Varial Barton. <laughs> Somebody, no, I think, I think actually in my, in my current will, I think the whiskey's already been dispersed. Oh, okay, yeah, good. Yeah, right. So I actually have to have a will like that. I have to tell, like, who gets the whiskey, who gets albums, oh, who gets DVDs. It's crazy. But there is so much stuff in this house. And uh, uh, Adrian Burns from Burns Auction and Appraisal will be joining us here in just a second. Adrian, how are you, man? I'm good, thanks. Uh, we, thanks for having me. We're very excited to have you on. We're going to let Hansberry do a little bit of business, and then we're going to get in to this whole world of estate sales and collectibles. And and uh, you seem to be knowledgeable about it all. I want to find out how you actually got into this crazy okay. business, why you got into this crazy business. And, uh, and then we're going to have some fun with some of these other things. I'm going to hand this back over to you so you can tell me exactly okay. why it's worthless <laughs> well yeah both while, hands while, on the magazine while hansberg does a little business <laughs> thank you for listening to uh, whiskey business on your favorite podcasting app if you haven't already hit subscribe and uh rate and review us uh, also there's you know we've got five or six years worth of episodes so go back through the ar- uh, archives and and dig it out maybe you're getting ready to do some family road trip Mowing the lawn. It's lawn mowing season, baby. Sure it is. I always like listening to podcasts while I mow. Uh, and also, this would be very helpful. Uh, share Whiskey Business with your buddies who are whiskey enthusiasts or podcast fans. Uh, the word of mouth is huge for us. So if, if you hear an episode you think is 
kind of engaging, <laughs> maybe share it with a, with one of your friends who you know would get a kick out of it. We're also on Facebook. Well, you can follow us, uh, like us there. We do a lot of live uh, Facebook videos. Instagram, um, Twitter, um, all your favorite podcasting apps, uh, whiskeybusinesspod.com, and we're going to be part of the Friends uh, reunion on HBO Max. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, that's already coming and gone. <laughs> no, it, no, it, no, you just said we were on it, but yeah, we got cut out. We got cut. <laughs> <laughs> we got cut out. <laughs> the, yeah. the one where... Where, where whiskey business didn't make the cut. Where whiskey business didn't make the cut. That's funny. And also, we're thrilled to uh, uh, be joining here in the next few weeks uh, the family at Evergreen. Evergreen uh, Podcasts Network is uh, taking us on into their into their uh, into their bosom <laughs> of, of podcasting. Speaking of bosom, great. Yeah, speaking of bosoms, as he's got the Playboy magazine in front of him. So you'll be hearing more more about uh, our joining Evergreen in the weeks to come. Adrian Burns from Burns Auction and Appraisal. Even your name sounds like somebody mm-hmm. that you would hire to. And the Tripodos estate will be executed by Adrian Burns. I Good. trust no one here has any problems with that. Adrian Burns comes hardly regarded in all of this uh, type of, of business, if you will. Yeah, yeah. I even, like that. It even sounds like you know that's what you should have been doing. All Good, the way. awesome. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank Ken Burns for that. <laughs> What's that? Thank Ken Burns for that. Yeah, you Ken know? Burns. He did the Civil War thing, and yeah, right? Burns became like any relation. You know, I don't think you so. Don't think no. so. Well, history, history, you know, all that kind yeah. of thing. It's got the. But this isn't about. what you've always done, right? No, no, no. 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 I was a newspaper reporter. Really? For a long time. Yeah. Newspaper yeah. reporter, yeah. a journalist. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why do you chuckle He's when I laughing. say journalist? I don't know. Um, it, it was a good gig. Um, it was. It's like a, it's similar to what I do now, and it's a treasure hunt. I'm a treasure hunter. So in journalism, you look I for stories, and you, you, and you bring them to light. You know, you find. The hidden thing, and you sort of ex- expose it. So were you, this invest- is like that. were you an investigative journalist? This is somewhat, yeah. I mean, I work for Business First. You know, you, you telling stories about things that nobody knows is that people are interested in right. is the, the name of the game. So, yeah. yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I did not know that about you. So, so now I dig through people's houses for and, things they and, don't know they even have. So maybe. as a journalist, and, uh, then, then you obviously are a reader as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right? Those, those who write, they say, have a tendency to read. Yeah. And, uh, or we're, listen. We're, we're, or listen. <laughs> and we're thrilled that you're here tonight. And as a matter of fact, I, I, I didn't want to – I didn't forget the guest bottle, folks. I did not. We're currently sipping on just something. What we have – we call our pre-moistener before the podcast. So what's <laughs> Pre-moistener. Yeah, pre-moistener. Uh-huh. Yeah, but what, what the guest bottle yeah, is tonight that we're going to – and we thought, Adrian, it'd be appropriate to break out something old. Perfect. Right? Yes. So I went into the not in – not in common view section of my my whiskeys under lock and key. Well, not necessarily under lock and key, just in another room. And this Eyeball is the scan. Uh, this is the <laughs> Angels Angels Envy Cask Strength 2014. They started putting out Cask Strength whiskeys in 2013, so this would have been the second year that they did it. Um, these have uh, gotten very very popular and expensive. When this one first came out, it retailed for about 169 bucks. Now, if you find an unopened bottle and you want to buy it, it goes for about $429. You could probably appreciate the fact that something goes up in value as the years pass. Sure. Um, We're going to drink it neat. I will suggest that you put maybe, try it neat at first. It's hot. It comes in at 119.3 on the the proof as far as the cash strength. It comes in hot, 
uh, but you'll 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 have a you'll, you'll taste. I think you'll taste some toffee. But once you put a little bit of water in there, it might open up some of the other tasting notes, which include vanilla and caramel. It mm. might seem a little charcoaly to you oh, as well. I'm excited. So this uh, Angel's Envy has become one of my favorites. Yeah, yeah no, I mean, the, the rye, bottle, the, the bottle oh, itself, man. Angel's Envy. That you know, just the regular Angel's Envy is great. But when they put out these casks, straight look, it looks like. It looks like it died. It's in a cast. <laughs> it looks like right. it died. You can't. Those you just listening. It's in its own little box, and it has this beautiful gray satin uh, uh, nice. the, the, the spread of some sort that it's laying on. And that gets better treatment than most things in my home. Yeah. 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 <laughs> God rest its whiskey soul. But um, yeah, and I'm stupid, man. I'll, I'll hang on to this box after this after this is gone. Yeah. I don't. I have so many whiskey boxes. Cool boxes that whiskey have come in. Why did people do that, Adrian? Why do people? Why do people save shit? I don't know. They hate when it runs out, right? <laughs> yeah. But but you come across stuff like when you do estate sales, uh, you probably come across things and you wonder like wh- why did people hang on to this and and yeah yeah and is yeah. It usually is it is it like is it like, is it like the garage sale thing like someone else's trash. Winds up being someone else's treasure. Sometimes, yeah. I mean, if they didn't hang on to anything, then we wouldn't have much to do. Um, and so, a great deal of what they hang on to is um, not worth a whole lot. But some of those things, um, some of those things are whiskey boxes. I sold a lot of Shivas Regal metal tins, uh, mm. you know, and things yeah. from over the years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> not sold, but uh, maybe done away with <laughs> I, I think i just hold on to them because they're cool but when when, yeah. I, when i die and that'll be a long time from now so take it easy um uh <laughs> but people are going to wonder like why did he keep this why did he keep this did the did, did, now that i know that you've done some investigative journalism yeah, and, yeah. and you're also a writer do you sometimes go into a home and 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 try to piece together uh, a puzzle of the person's oh, yeah. stuff that you're yeah. selling i mean do you do you try to figure out what they might have been all about yeah yeah i mean you almost you can't you almost can't help it um at least if you're me um and you're usually somebody's passed away so the family's really sad they're grieving and um we like to operate with the level of respect for who the person was and you're digging through everything they had including just like their drawers full you know full of their clothes and their desk drawer full of all the business cards and receipts that they thought they needed and um yeah so you learn all about the photos the things they loved and if you like whiskey keep the whiskey boxes you just that's why people keep that stuff cuz they like it and that's okay no, I, yeah. I, it's so you put wrong money with that. in it and then yeah. hiding it bury it in the backyard you could do yeah. that and then i could sure. see me uh Eventually, being plagued with dementia and not remembering right. where I hid all those boxes and all the holes, yeah, and you know, forty holes in the yard. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep, that Poor happens. Dino. <laughs> <laughs> he used to be so sharp. I heard that we could start that rumor. I heard that he hid a bunch of money in whiskey boxes in the backyard right, and put everybody that. on a it's fake, on right. a fake yes. treasure hunt. Oh, <laughs> I saw him doing that, <laughs> and the hijinks ensued. Uh, yep, hijinks ensued. Mad, 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 mad world. When did you start doing this? When did you start? Start uh, Burns auction and, and appraisal, and and why? Well, uh, I, f- I founded the company in 2011. We went through a couple of iterations um, and sort of settled on our current model two and a half, three years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I started out buying. I just love to buy stuff, look for deals, treasure hunt, buy the stuff, re- resell it. But 
I love buying a lot, and I would just it would pile up, and like everybody else's stuff, I'd have storage six storage units full of stuff, and like no, everybody and no else. Money. <laughs> right, and no money left, and and then it's not much of a business. So eventually, I realized that if I do it for other people, I can sell their things for them. I don't have to buy it. I don't put put anything out except for my you know expertise, my employees, my business. And so we we don't really buy, I don't buy much of anything anymore. Um, you know, everything we sell is is something somebody else's. So we're just experts in the marketing and the telling the story. And uh, but having been one of those persons who liked to buy things and collect things. How do you restrain yourself when you come into a oh. an estate of some sort and see something That's really me. cool? Uh, yeah, like I mean, you know, taking like, all the good yeah, stuff like, for myself. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't. They're not getting this. Right. I'm right, taking right. this. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I just I sort of just like to handle it for a little while. I don't I don't collect a whole lot. Um, Although that's starting to change a little bit, um, I, I just like to—I'll have it in my possession for a couple of weeks or a month, and I'll study it and look at it. And then I'm very fickle, just in general. And so, after a month or two, most things I'm just ready to sell anyway. them and get something else. Do you collect and uh, anything that you keep? That, no, that, I have uh, my old car. My uh, you like cars? You, yeah. You, got your, you told me when you when you came in, I was complimenting the Cadillac that's out there right now. Which yeah. is an older Cadillac. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. my daily driver. It's yeah, also yeah, older. <laughs> yeah, it's also, also. But you have a 1969 Fleetwood. Yeah, yeah, nice. That I love. I can drive. I can just drive. I just go out and drive. Okay, I'm gonna get milk, and three hours later, I'm still not <laughs> back. Still not or back. I get my daughter from school, you know, yeah. and I can drive. I can enjoy it while I'm. Yeah. Oh, you, you know. pick your daughter up in the 1969 yeah. Fleetwood. Yeah. Oh, oh man, cool. when the parents must think. I've never is, been cool, but what, I am now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. What's yeah. her dad do? Exactly. Right, yeah. right. It's a bad car. <laughs> it's yes. a bad car. He must be a bad right, man. Right, right, right. It's, it's a, a bad. It's a bad. It's black. Oh man, what color is it? Black. Oh. There was one owner before me, so it was like an old businessman guy. Oh, that story. That that's actually true yeah you well, always yeah, hear those yeah. it was it was no, owned by a little true. old lady who only went to church yeah, on sundays yeah, and drove it yeah. that's what my neighbor my neighbor has when you when you leave i'm hoping he's back he, he did the same thing he bought this beautiful white cadillac i don't know what year it is but uh it was the same deal it had like eleven thousand miles yeah, on it. yeah old people and, buy them and, and, and they pass away yeah and he and he bought it and it's his his wife wasn't thrilled with it but uh but he <laughs> loves it loves uh, it and my uncle chris who's always loved big old cars. He's always been a caddy and a Lincoln guy. The 69 Fleetwood, oh, man, he'd be, he'd be losing his shit right now. I'll drive by sometime. Well, he's in Steubenville, Ohio. Oh, yeah. Apparently, hey, where you, where everybody has a 1969 right, Fleetwood. Yeah, that they've continued to, continue to drive since 1969. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I don't, you know, I, I like old, I like advertising stuff. I like business stuff. Like, I just like disposable stuff, matchbooks, Zippos. I've got... A hundred or two hundred yardsticks, advertising yardsticks. I just like cheap shit that's not really worth almost anything, but that's cool. That's good. I right. sell expensive stuff all the time. I just want like matchbooks. Is the like, advertising uh, stuff worth anything? It is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they want the Pegasus, uh, you know, mobile oil enameled sign, right? Or right, like right, the right. The, yeah. the huge neon um, that says yeah, like Welcome I, to Las I took Vegas. the liberty. <laughs> I took the liberty of snapping a few photos downstairs. Well, hold on. Let's before we do all that. Let's hear the story about the Playboy. Just to wrap well, that wait, up. Wait, wait, wait. We'll get to the Playboy here in okay. a second. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. It's one hell of a tease. Advertising. We'll get there. There's a there's a sign downstairs in my poker room for L and M cigarettes. Yeah, yeah. You like yeah. that kind of stuff, right? Yep, yep. That's good. Yeah, people people spoil the cigarettes knew how to advertise. Right. Them and Coca Cola, they were the kings. <laughs> they were the kings, yeah. right? And they that's when you could it. advertise cigarettes. I mean, all the cigarette jingles, all the you yeah. know, come right. come to where the flavor is. 
That's right. Come tomorrow. The uh, billboards. Well, it reminds smoke me of, of Mad Men. When there's something going on in pop culture, like Mad Men, the like does that? I mean, do, do the prices and the the value and the uh, craving to collect those certain things like grow? Yes. Ebb yeah. and flow. Oh, totally. Yeah. I mean, pe- people are people are. Um, Mercurial. I don't know if that's the word. Um, you know, their their tastes change yeah. uh, quickly, and and so things that were expensive twenty five years ago, are um, you know not in demand at all today. Um, the mid century stuff, the Mad Men stuff, is still super hot. Super yeah. hot. There's super. a lot of mid century yeah. stuff hanging around here, and it's not super well. It's it's not super well made or anything. It's just like laminated wood and. It just looks cool. Blue. It's yeah. the design. The design right. that people want. Right, right. right. And mm-hmm. so that's what they want. That's what they buy. Yeah. Over the years, I mean, when I first moved into this house, now don't look out there. That's that's from Value oh, City. Hey, oh. Yeah, that's, that's nothing I'm saying. <laughs> See, I'm remembering too. when I first moved in, I had a lot of mid-century uh, furniture because I used to just, that's where I used to get all my stuff, you know, and what would be mid-century couch and chair and all cool right, stuff. That, right, You know, that, that, that table's old, too, and there's other tables that I have that are from mid-century that I don't even have here that are in storage uh but yeah I I I love that I love that uh we looked at a house one time where the whole house mm-hmm. wasn't actually it, it, it just happened to be all the original stuff that yep. was in that house yep. and it was all mid-century mm. the appliances the bathroom fixtures, wow. everything was it was in perfect awesome. working order. Yeah, manor range. Yeah, yeah, but it was it was but it was <laughs> yeah. all mid century. Oh, Pink tile, Pink and, tile yeah. in the bathroom, yeah. linoleum floor in the basement, which I'm sure was chock full of asbestos. Oh, totally, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, <laughs> but, you know, but, but it's, uh, yeah, but I'm like, okay, well, what's a little asbestos? Eh, for a great house yeah, like look this, at that yeah. floor, man, that floor is immaculate. You smoke right. asbestos? Yeah, exactly. But um, yeah, the mid-century stuff is cool. But the, the the sad thing is, I mean, in twenty years they'll probably be throwing that. I mean, that like the stuff that was incredible now, dollar-wise, will be like, ah, nobody wants it. So there is a Which window. Is There's a window, right? Yeah. There's oh, yeah. a window when yeah. you should sell stuff and 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 get rid of stuff. Yeah. Well, when it's when you're when you get the most money. But I mean, I think people buy people generally buy the stuff to enjoy it, um, and then once they get old, it's time has passed. And then they don't get anything for it, right? Like everybody, mm. a lot of them. They're dead, people, right? Well, no, they're alive. Well, they may be dead, <laughs> yeah. but there's just that the, the people. Like I saw a lot of Broyhill oak with uh, gold knobs. That was like a big deal in 1988, true. and was really expensive. But that just like doesn't like brings three dollars now. Yeah. It's just what people want. You know, that's, that's crazy. It doesn't have any intrinsic value. No, it's not like you can eat it, right? So, and and when you do an estate sale, how does that work? How do you get paid? Commission, commission. Yeah, yeah. So whatever, whatever that sells for, do you market? Do you price it? Do you do all the pricing or buyers do the pricing by and large? Yeah, it's okay. auction. Yeah, yeah. We start at a dollar and off it goes. So is is it an estate sale where I just walk in and things are like a tag sale where things are tagged? Mm-mm, Did I get nope. the bit? You actually do the the auctioneering. Well, we we come in. We uh, like here in in, D- in Dino's beautiful uh, whiskey room. Here, we, we go through and uh, we we lot everything. So uh, the table's a lot. Put lot one on that. The the bar is lot two, and we might do fifty lots in here. Take a picture of each thing. Right. Write descriptions, and then it runs online for a week. I have an auction going right this second. As we speak. Yeah, and I'm, and I'm just doing something else. Yes, yeah. that's what's so great about technology. About, yeah, the technology. Yeah. But do you actually have, do? Do you do the uh, the whole auctioneer thing? Yeah, when, when yes. Do you really? <laughs> yes. Like, w- will you? Yeah, sure, of course. Yeah, will, will, I mostly okay, do let's, it at let's, parties. Let's, let's let's do the Playboy. Let's okay. do the play. Let's let's first of all tell me about the Playboy. 
It is a reproduction, right? You know, I mean, okay, here's the thing with this. So when you get something that's really – so anything that's really rare and really expensive, um, there's a decent chance that they're, that they're almost always faked. I mean, anything that's, that's expensive that people want, other people will try and fake it to, you know, right. rip people off. So that's a possibility with everything you come across that's, that's good. People aren't faking, like, old dishes and stuff because, like, you know, nobody's really that interested in them. But they are faking this kind of thing. And if this is a fake, it's a great fake. I mean, typically when these things are made le- legit, they'll be marked in some way as, as reproduction. Somewhere, even if it's just you know copyright 1998 down here or something in mm-hmm. tiny print, this doesn't bear any of those marks. So I mean, this would be real easy to sell as the real thing. The staples might be a giveaway. A lot of times, that's a great way. Look how shiny those staples are. Yeah. Well, I, you got to remember who the previous owner was as well. He was very meticulous and I do, and, yeah. Uh, and, yeah, and 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 very careful with a lot of things that he considered valuable and that he treasured. I think my, it bears my, further investigation. Um, does I mean, it really? I've, I've had I've had clients tell me. There she um, is. It's fake and it's excuse me for a second. Um, <clears throat> just looking at Marilyn here, there but it, uh, they've told me it's something's fake and it's not fake. I um, mean, somebody may have told them it was fake and it kind of came down through the grapevine. Um, more often than not, you know, it, it really is fake. <laughs> but uh-huh. but it you've got to rule it out. There's lots. Of, there's little details that I'd have to look up. Like on page 27, there's a an ink blot here or some kind of printing that's not actually yet but something there's little things that i would have to look up to be sure but i don't i don't see anything obvious about this that tells me that it's that it's fake um it's so clean one would think it is so gus could be wrong wow there's i I wouldn't say that there's (laughs) there's there's hope maybe maybe yeah you know they could have they could be something as simple as when they made the real ones they only used two staples or the staple was completely different. Bam, you know it's not the real the, the real old thing. Right. So there's some basic things you we sell Louis, we find Louis Vuitton bags and things all the time. Yeah. And there's a number of things you need to look for. Is it real? Oh, I. I and they're not tell. obvious. Yeah, I know? know. I used to be an investigator and and had intellectual property cases and yeah, I yeah. could I could tell you I could tell you a Louis Vuitton bag or a Gucci bag or a fake Rolex without you know. Blinking an eye. <laughs> Most of it's fake. Yeah. Most of it's a lot fake. of it's There's fake. Millions of a fake Rolexes. Yeah. Millions. But I mean, in, in the real thing in this condition, which is good, but this, so this the, crease the, hurts really. in the back. But otherwise, very good. I mean, it's probably three to three to five grand. To change. Probably if closer it, to three. If it was f- real. Yeah. 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 If it was real. Yeah. Fake. Yeah. Uh, you know. Problem is, if you go, if you sell it as a fake, people will. We'll pay like five hundred bucks for it because they will absolutely resell They'll try it to real. sell it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So people actually do that. They try to take something fake and sell it off. Totally. Really? Oh yeah, yeah. So we're we're pretty hesitant hesitant to sell known fakes because we, we just don't want to contribute to that. Right. To it that. just causes everybody a lot of headaches. Not to mention sure. the lost money that yeah. people. Spend. Oh, I I I wouldn't purposely try to rip somebody off. No, I know but that. I, I would want to know how do so how do I find out if it's the real deal? I'll do some I'll do some looking. I'll okay. Look some things up. But if I I mean if I sold this as a fake. It would probably bring five hundred bucks, even as a fake, because because somebody would buy it knowing that it was good enough to get somebody else to pay a grand for it. Wow! And that's you know, it's there's no real easy way to. Tell I don't want to feed the criminal element. No, right. it's it's and it's just a shame because there's a lot of people out there that just don't know and they just want something cool. Right. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah, that's the deal with that. Okay. It looks pretty good. I mean, well, but, I'm gonna let you hang on to it and and, uh, and but before you do so, let's pretend that we're bidding on it right now. Sure. So how would I'm you start the? How would you do the auctioneer uh, call for the Playboy Volume One Issue One? 
Yeah, you just go, uh, you know, hey, all right, folks. And this is kind of like the old-fashioned auction. Right, right, right. That's what I want. Uh, you get rolled low, like, all right, folks, we're going to start this out. Here we got a Playboy. Some people say it's a fake. It could be real. You know, that's a lot of times <laughs> how they say it. I'm not casting the auction because it's a very good light. But uh, this could be the real thing, folks. <laughs> you get you be the judge. Uh, who will start me out at $500. How about... How about 500 to go? Hey, by five, now 550. Give me 550, now 575. 500 to go, 575, 575. Sir, now $600. Go to the by six. You just keep going like that. You know, 1,000 now. Who give me 2,000? 2,000! Right. Oh, my God. Hey, we got you at two, sir. Hang on your pants. 2,500 there, now 3,000. Stop overbidding me. Right, right. And you get to the end, and you just kind of watch people, and when they don't seem like they have any more bids in them, it's going to stay with us. Stop I'm, I'm, I'm up in the prize. <laughs> can you sweeten the pause? <laughs> I'll oh, throw gosh. in a box of Kleenex here. <laughs> um, you had to go there. You yeah. had to. But you can tell when people want to bid, they get this look in their eye like. Because we know? all just want it for the articles. That's right. Right, that's right. Yeah, Marilyn Monroe. But Playboys man. are in the dump. I mean, play, Playboys in the past three years have have died price-wise. Now, the the, the first edition the first, is just, yeah. it's special because it was the first, first one. one. It was such a groundbreaking thing. Um, I've got a few Playboys in an auction right now, like 57, 58. They'll do okay because they're so early and they're they're mint. Right. But all the 70s, 80s, 90s, toast. Mm. I mean toast. We Whole boxes of them bring like $5. Oh, well, I can help you get rid of those if you need. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> so what, what, what is hot right now in the collectible because. market? What's If somebody has something sitting at home... What's your tip is, is what's hot? Like, sell it now because it's super hot and you can get well, good money for um, it. guns are super hot. Guns are always hot. Yeah. Um, in, in particularly now. Um, uh, coins, jewelry, gold, silver. Um, you know, mil- military is always hot. We sold a, a trunk um, from a military veteran from Vietnam last night. It was in the trash when I got there last week. Oh, wow. In the trash. And we got... Um, I think 1900 for it last wow. night. So it was, um, his uniforms and all his, he's passed away, but his, oh, wow. his documents and some flags. and um, That's so great. Vietnam is real hot. That's Roar cool to, and to be able down. to keep that story alive, too, not yeah, to mention. Yeah. We yeah. sold his SKS rifle that he brought back to, to all together, basically. Um, so um, military's hot, the mid-century stuff. Basically, what your grandma and grandpa had, not so much. Um, mm. You know, mm-hmm. modern design, that's, that's hot. So, um, yeah, yeah. Let's take a little break and have a little sip of our guest bottle tonight, the Angel's Envy Cask Strength 2014. Before we continue on with Mr. Mm. Burns, Mr. from Burns Auction and Appraisal, (laughs) I've tried to supply you, sir, with a wonderful antique whiskey. This meets my very high standards. (laughs) From from, from 2014. It's not an antique, but it's, uh, you know, obviously it, it took a while to... Thank you. Before they released Thank it in you. 2014, and now it's some seven Ooh, years. Ooh, that's ago. good. Yeah. So, I uh, what like I said, it's hot at, at 119.3. Uh, I wanted you to try it neat first. What do you think, Hansberry? It is hot. You've developed quite a nose over the last few years in respect. To Ask your, me in a second. I gotta let, let it. Your whiskey. I've, I've I mean, been it's, eating it's a a sunflower nose. seeds at the ballpark, so yeah. my tongue's just a wreck right now. Okay. <laughs> You drink a lot of uh, whiskey, bourbon. What what what, what you go to? Uh, I my every every my every day <clears throat> my normal uh, <laughs> is uh, I drink Makers Mark. You know, just yeah. as a on a in um, Glen Morangi. Oh, so you go from so you go. I'm from a Scotch the, guy. You're a Scotch guy as well. Yeah. I'm gonna suggest you put just a little bit of water in there, and open up some of the other things that aren't prevalent. Just like a dash. Just like a little splash of water. A just a little bit of water to open it up. That's good. Yeah, right. just a little water yeah. to open it up. A little more than that, Hansberry. Well, 
Just a little bit. There you go. Go, 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 go. <laughs> Can I have a bigger glass, please? And, uh, uh, you know, and, uh, or it could have been, a, I guess, a small ice cube, but a little bit of water just to open it up. And you might pick up on some other... There's a lot for me. There's a lot of toffee right out of the gate, but then afterwards, mm-hmm. once mm. I put in a little bit of water, yeah, that's good. You pick up some vanilla and a lot of fruit, a little wow. citrus, yeah, yeah, a lot of fruit, mm-hmm. the plum, banana, uh, and then when you put a little bit of water in there, I think it brings out more of the, van- the vanilla. Hmm. You're making a. You're, it's you're, good. You're grimacing almost. <laughs> well, I was expecting it, like the rye tastes like candy. I know this isn't a rye. I was expecting it to be a lot sweeter, but it's good. It, I mean, it's cask strength. It's hot. Yeah, it's hot. It's really hot. Real hot. That's good. So, well, I like it. Good. Yeah. Chocolatey on the back end. I'm getting some chocolate. Yeah, little, mm-hmm. yeah. You can get a little chocolate on there. Okay. We had a hundred year old bottle of whiskey once that came my way. We drank it. We didn't die. It was good. I don't even know what it was. You don't know what it was? No, I don't remember. It came from a buddy. I mean, that's the thing. You know, it's like once it's once it's out of the barrel and in a bottle, it doesn't matter how. How, you know, it is what it is. If it sits in the bottle for a hundred years, it's not going to get any yeah okay better or worse. It's once it comes, it is what it is. Once it comes out of that oh. barrel and gets bottled, that's mm-hmm. it. Hmm. You know, I mean, if you hold on to it and say yes, you know, I've had it this forever. You know, it was just kind of an adventure. You know, sure, didn't go blind or anything. I mean, no whiskey, whiskey, I mean, the whiskey, the the the. the the, the black or the brown market, as as you referred to, right, yeah. is is crazy, man. <clears throat> There's a bottle over there of old Forrester birthday bourbon that's on open that you know that I got for a hundred bucks that I could probably sell it tomorrow for eight hundred. I believe it, but I won't. There's mm-hmm. a bottle of twelve uh, year Pappy Van Winkle back there. You know I could easily sell that for six hundred dollars right now, minimum. <laughs> I won't. I'm not going to open it for you guys just right yet, but uh, but but <laughs> but okay. I have opened up birthday <clears throat> bourbons for you guys. Right. You know, oh, it's special occasions. Yeah. On special on occasions, birthdays. I save them. I save them for the special occasions. I think but we had a bottle of ten-year-old uh, old Rip Van Winkle when we got to our 100. That's bottle, right. Right. We opened mm. up that. Cool. That cost me eighty dollars. That I probably could have sold for four hundred dollars. Instead, I wasted it on these two. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's he one did. thing you learn in this business. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's not. It's not. Yes, there's a financial value to all these things, or not. There's an expected value. Maybe what it's worth doesn't meet expectations, or maybe it exceeds it. But it, it's that's not really everything, you know. Mm-hmm. It's if it was, you'd sell all this stuff immediately, right? Right. You know. So which, enjoy it. Which know? brings me to my next question. In in this past year with the pandemic and everything, and and, and a lot of people out of work, and a lot of people, uh, you know, trying to find ways to make money. Did you see any type of increase in people selling off their things? Not so much in the estate sale, but saying like, you know, I I know this is worth something, and I've had it for years, and I really want to part with it, but I got to pay the rent, and and that type of situation. Did you come across that at all in the past not, year? Not too much. I mean, I think more than anything on the buyer side, it it got crazy. People were st- we we sell mostly online. Mm-hmm. People were stuck at home. They canceled the trip to Disneyland. Right. So they have like all this money sitting around. They're not going out to dinner. They're bored. And the, the online auction is a thrill. Oh, I'm mm-hmm. going to chase that. I'm going to get it. I want it. And then they, and we didn't slow down. We, we got very busy. Um, so your business increased. Oh, God. Yeah. During yeah. the pandemic. Our, the buyers are just, they're, 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 the prices went way up on everything. Um, because people were just bored. And people were more focused on their homes. They're sitting there looking at their four walls. So I'll buy that cool bench. I'll buy that piece of art. I'll buy that 
upgraded appliance that's used a little bit. Mm-hmm. And so it, it was bonkers. We mostly sell estates. Um, I've done a number of uh, COVID estates, you know, people that have passed yeah, from COVID. That's um, but, you know, our business is, uh, well, it's a little bit like the funeral business. It's mm. steady, yeah. you know, yeah. unfortunately. Yeah. That's the hard part. There's, there's, the never, there's never a lack of business. There's you you brought true. up a good point and kind of piggyback off of that. Well, earlier in the in the show, you said uh, you're good at the marketing and the storytelling, and I think John brought this up last night. Does it help to have a story? You yeah. know, it, you know this this uh, magazine is only worth let's say five hundred dollars, but now that it's been on Whiskey Business and there's sure. this great story behind right. it, right? Can't you ask for more? Doesn't profit on what's going. Uh, yeah, that might be a stretch, but like or, how, or, how or much, less, yeah, yeah, or, <laughs> or less, or, or maybe enough, it's yeah. maybe it's value. We'll, we'll pay decreased. somebody to take it away. The story can hurt uh, the value. Yeah, story can hurt. How, but how does that I storytelling? Was pay top dollar time. I found out it was a whiskey business. <laughs> and tainted. Uh, Dino's touch that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Never mind. I'll just take it off your hands. Um, well, you know, you want to generate. People don't need most of the things that we sell. We don't need a lot of what we buy. We need some basic things. Sure. The rest is for fun. Um, so you, you want to generate passion. You want to generate excitement. So if people are passionate and excited, they'll spend money. Um, so like the Vietnam stuff we sold, um, it was all named to this guy. Mm-hmm. And um, the family was cool. With the, you know, the, and so they knew who he was and what unit he was in and when he went and where he was stationed and the, the things that his unit went through. And I got several calls this week. Is that his name? Is that actually the guy? because they wanted to connect that story sure. oh, wow. to the items. And that's what brings those collectors sort of the, the so value, it doesn't, I guess. It doesn't necessarily make the value go up, but... It can. The, but the... Um uh, people, people, the will, yeah, of it. people yeah. covet it more because it has a, uh, it connects better. Certainly, better. yeah, so with certain things, they're willing to pay yeah. a little bit more because yeah, you know, a vintage it. couch is a vintage couch, but sure. you know, something that where the story of the human being, um, you know, I think it can make a big, a big difference. What's the strangest thing <laughs> you've come across when you know you've gone into an estate sale and you've gone around and looked at everything have you come across anything that like kind of either caught you well off guard or went like i mean what the hell the family didn't know about and they're like (laughs) oh my god yeah i mean this where (laughs) yeah i mean the the families sometimes will come in and they need to come in and do a little tidying up before we come and i don't know what they're maybe they're just tidying up maybe they're just like you know disposing of god knows what but you know i mean we find a lot of dildos Oh, I was um, gonna say, we find a lot of ball. We find dildos. ball gags and stuff like that. I mean, and that's cool. Really? I mean, what what the and hell? You, and, and they go and, and generally not. We okay. usually just make them disappear. We don't like call make them, them di- well, throw them away. They're not the biggest. Like we don't make them like... disappear uh, per se. <laughs> but we don't. You know, we, we think of ourselves a little bit like doctors. I mean, it's just like, look. I mean, I don't know who has what, and I don't really care. But when you find the dildo, <laughs> or when you find the ball gags, what, what do you say anything to the this to the client? Do you no, I usually chase one of my employees with that. Uh, Ungod. Uh, no, I mean uh, we don't. We don't because they're 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 just they're embarrassed. You know, I mean it was their mom. It's usually a mom. You know, like an eighty year old woman, and they're just which is cool, um, but they don't want to hear about it. You know, um, uh, I, I, I don't want to be reminded of those. Well, they nights. just you know who wants to hear about that? You know, and so. It's just it's private, you know. It's private, you know, because we've got to look through everything a lot of the time. So. It was it was the seventies that we were being experimental. Uh, yeah, I mean, who 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 knows? You know, we you know, real old real old guy. We find the Vi- Viagra, and it's just like, what you know, what was going on? He's like ninety, and you can have a good time when you're ninety, but it's like, 
And we thought Grandpa was, you know, just, just Grandpa, lonely, you know, hey, Grandpa. No, Grandpa. He's with his hearing aids <laughs> under him. Because <laughs> um, we're looking for stuff that they stash too. They don't tell people where they stash stuff when they die, like mm-hmm. some gold coins or something. So right. we got to look. But we we just we we're just just discreet, you know. I mean. You don't want to get carried away with that stuff. Okay, so, 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 so I'm not letting this go. <laughs> so so, no, so you're, you're being discreet with the dildo and the ball gags. Yeah, yeah. And uh, but so <laughs> there's a family said, um, "Can I ask you a question, Adrian? Yeah, did you not come across any?" Old dildos or ball gags? <laughs> they They've out. never asked. If they, they did, I would just be like, you know, because I keep them with me the whole time. It's just my sister having a defi- there, there was one ball gag in it. particular that meant a lot to me, and I was hoping that maybe we could hold on to that one for sentimental reasons. It had my grandfather's initials on the outside of the ball <laughs> right, gag. Right. We wanted gold to put foil. it in the shadow box. Right. We don't, you know, I, th- I think that a lot of people oh come in God. and um, kind of just, just look for stuff that... that they they might find embarrassing, right? Um, and kind of just a quick sweep to sort of get rid because they would you sure, know imagine sure. your mom or sure. whatever. Right, right. Um, but but we work for attorneys too, and they just give us a key. And it's more sad. I mean, there's uh, there was a house where the lady died, and they just left everything the way it was. And there was like a she made brownies and ate one, mm. and, and died. And yeah. a, a glasses were on the chair, uh-huh. and the book was on the other side, and the slippers, and uh-huh. they must have got up to go to the bathroom or something. And so mm. that. That's that can be strange, yeah, but yeah. but it's just sad, you know. Just old, older people or younger people. We've had um, victims of um, you know somebody was murdered. We sold her stuff. She was like forty. So I don't want to bring the conversation down, but no, 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 you know, no. It's, I find that fascinating. There's all yeah, sorts exactly. of so um, sometimes so, so so that estate sale was a was a murder house. Yeah, she wasn't murdered there. Oh, uh, crashed uh, the car. Uh, yeah, no, the value of everything yeah, just yeah, went yeah, down. Never mind. Uh, we don't do a lot of that. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> Because those those places are usually just you know if there's a violent crime I think the the stuff is just um you know gathered up and, right, and disposed sure. of because sure. for like uh, health health reasons sure you know? yeah. Yeah. we yeah. just see a lot of mouse poop a lot of cat- older people get pets and the and the pets go downstairs into the basement or upstairs and the mm-hmm. older person can't get to those places for like right. 15 years right. so just imagine not changing a litter box for 20 years I mean so oh, it's yeah. that the pet's a comfort to the person. But it's also like ruining everything down there and making it like a health hazard. Yeah, so there's yeah, some yeah. of that goes yeah. on. Mm-hmm. So you got to sometimes. So you're telling me some of these houses you go into, you have the almost like in a hazmat fashion. Yeah, yeah. We clean houses too. So yeah, once we sell everything, we cl- we uh, clean everything out down to broom clean so they can sell the house. That's why we get a lot of the business we do because they just tell that's us gotta, to go yeah. and when we're done. God, that's gonna empty. be a relief off of uh, their plate. Oh God, for yeah. sure. Yeah, we just take care of it. But it wow. can be pretty gross. That's nice. But I mean, that's why they're paying us. How big so. is your team? I got uh, nine people that work for me. Yeah, yeah, we're busy. We'll do over a hundred auctions this year, I think. True. That's the pace we're on. I have sixteen in June or fifteen. In June yeah. alone. Yeah. And these will be online auctions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't do too many live auctions anymore. No. So everything just so boom. Were you doing live before COVID, or was it just no. always online? Yeah. I mean, I do the odd live auction. I did a live auction of a drag racing shop a couple <laughs> of weeks ago, and and I and I strongly recommended against it. I so said, you do it online, the prices are higher. Mm-hmm. But once we had it, I realized why they wanted it. It was like a reunion. You know, all the old racing buddies came and just kind of drank beer and hung out. And But we don't do many of them. People don't really want to go and stand around all day in the sun for one, for thing. one thing. They They'll like just to stay home beer. and click and, yeah. and and chase and pursue. And they get carried away. Online. And they drink yeah. and stuff. See, and now I'm intrigued. <laughs> yeah. I'm intrigued. Oh, you can get the kind of stuff you like. I mean, you can just go crazy. I know. That's, 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 you should. I know. It's just like, you know, I like to gamble. <laughs> and when, the, oh. when, when, when COVID hit... Uh, there was no casino, there was no kino, and I'm like, I did not, I, 
I did not. I was fine, you know. As much as I love mm-hmm. to, to gamble, <laughs> yeah. I, didn't, I didn't start. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't, God forbid, I didn't go online and look for sure places to do that. Otherwise, yeah. uh, you know, we wouldn't be here now. I do you know be, you'd uh, be a great customer of ours. I would be a great <laughs> because customer because it is fun. I would be, a and good you get customer. cool stuff. I yeah. got cool stuff. And it has value. And I know. You can stash I know. Away and and I'm trying fun. to think. You know, it's at, 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 at my age. Do I need to get more cool stuff? Yes. You know, I got enough cool <laughs> stuff. <laughs> as it is. You can never have enough cool <clears throat> stuff. You know. Double but double now double. I'm curious about. Now I'm getting to the age where I'm looking at the the cool stuff that I have and like, eh, it's time to get rid of it. It's time to go. It, let, let me see what I can sell it for. And the boys have actually brought a few items. For you to look at as well, okay. if, if you could do that and sure. kind of give your professional eye to him. I think John should go first. John's yeah, got the most bizarre thing. thing, weirdest thing, right? Yeah, John. John, I thought John brought something. Oh that God, was, the ashes! Yeah, I thought they were actually ashes of somebody dead. So, so these are these are actually ashes samples from Mount St. Helen from the day of the eruption. Hmm. The darker, um, the lighter ones were actually what? west of Mount St. Helens. The darker ones. <laughs> we're actually further east. Okay. Because I right. guess that's where Does the that heavier... Matter? I'll describe this for the listeners yeah, at home. Yeah, you know, uh, like what those who aren't watching on video. Uh, we've got these vials, you know, like you'd see like in an old and time they're, pharmacy. They're marked underneath where they were found, where they were sampled. They're from. marked on the bottom, uh, and they're full of uh, dust. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And so, you know, this is this does look like some type, some type of uh, pumice or pumice-like pumice, yes. type uh, ash, but it... But you know this this kind of thing. So really, super cool does not always stuff, equal right. really valuable. Yeah. Um. Sadly. What do you have? Uh, is, is that part of it? Oh, oh no, yeah. something else. Oh, okay. Oh, oh, it's yeah. it, a press pass. One item per customer. Yeah, no, right. I'm kidding. Because right away, I think it would be cooler if it had like this big packaging with a, a picture of uh, the volcano yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But instead, it's in a it's in a Ziploc Zip sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's a good point because I mean, pre- presentation is um is everything. You know, I mean. It's. I've got a, cu- a client yesterday. She told me I've got a brick from yeah. Forbes Field where where somebody uh, Mazarowski hit a home some kind of home right, run. Sure. You know, some kind of baseball. Right, thing. Right, 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 baseball. Right. But it's like it's just a brick. And she's like, "What am I going to do with it?" I'm like, "You need to put it in a shadow box with a picture of him hitting the home run behind it." Right. Yeah. And then it's cool. Yeah. It tells again. It tells, it tells that story. story. Yeah. Just some bottles of ash. It's like. Well, you if know. it's like, I'm not trying to. I'm, it's just. I always tell my clients. I'm like, this is nothing against you personally. No, I just. But I'm going to tell you. Your bottle of dust. That's right. So a couple. Couple things. I mean, it's neat, but you know, Mount St. Helens emitted like literally like a billion tons of oh, this yeah. stuff. So, but who had the who had the smarts to put them in a vial? <laughs> well, you know, um, color coded. So, and the other thing is, like, and I could go just you know down then the, into a Ziploc right, sandwich yeah. bag. That was me. Where were these before they were in a Ziploc bag? And they were just on a shelf at my okay. mom's house when what? we cleared her yeah. out after she died. Well, yeah. Found so, them. so who? What's why? the story? Yeah. So, okay. I've talked about my dad before, and he was uh-huh. he was kind of the weatherman science guy. Um, and he had a friend in Washington State, and he sent him the, the vials of, of ash from Mount St. Helen. That's all wow. I can say. Cool. That's, okay. That's the story. Cool, but well, not cooler. valuable. Um, wow. Because but just because there's there's tons of this stuff out there, people really aren't into this kind of thing. No, um, it's are weird. Neat. They're probably like five bucks. But and also, I could like fill those up at the beach and write that on the bottom and then oh, start yeah, selling okay. them. And Again, so, fraud comes into play. No, it's just I hate to I hate to be that person, but like when we go talk, well, no, to we people, want you to be that. Person. We have to be honest. You got to be honest. That's and true. It sucks because like half the stuff is just um. What's what's he got there? What's the other item? First mission of this space is a like a employee, an old school employee name badge. Pla- you know the plastic cover. It's over a press. The badge. It's, it's press, press, press people. Yeah. NASA news media. Gil Whitney, Miami Valley. Valley. 
Uh, you were, yeah, this is awesome. Is that, that, is that your dad's? Yeah, yeah. He was actually at the launch, and these are the these are the passes they gave to the press. Oh, that's oh, cool. cool. Yeah, U.S. Yeah. government property. Yeah. Um, and you so could, he stole it. Not from for reasons. You could use this yeah. to get on the site if we <laughs> did anything anymore. But um, you know, it, it has a little bit of value. But you know, if you could get other things from him, like some other cool stuff he might have picked up along the way, but if just this. It's neat, but it's... I got a shit ton you know. of stuff in there. Oh, that's interesting. Kind of package it all together so you have this whole... Oh, like a whole NASA package. Yeah. 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 I've got a client. Her... her but uh, she's saying, um, but that's something of sentimental value. You're never going right. to part with that. Oh, fuck no. That's yeah. mine yeah. forever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the, yeah. And the financial value does not equal, you know, sentimental value. Uh, sometimes it's more, sometimes it's less, but... I just think it's know. interesting, that's all. It I is think interesting. it's fascinating, yes. actually. Yes. It's very cool. When you told me about it, I'm like, okay. But when I see it, it's like, that's kind of cool. There's actually some footage of the first launch of a wide shot of the press area, and you can see my dad jumping up and down, that's putting his cool. fist in the air. <laughs> that's pretty cool. Because he was just so like overwhelmed with Yeah, awesomeness. he just happened to be like there, obviously, cool. and there's a camera guy nearby, and he was there. That's awesome. That is cool. So, yes, it's put, put, great. Put, put that side. film on a loop with right. that little thing. My sister just thinks it's not him, but I, I recognize that head. <laughs> Shave of that head, I recognize it. You know, all day long, every day, I tell I I tell people what just things are worth because I I want to prepare prepare them their expectations mm-hmm. because they come at me with coming from one place and it's attached to their love of the person and all this right. stuff gets mixed up in this jumble and they're grieving and so it's it's better to kind of jump out there quick with sort of what the reality is of what it's going to bring at the auction it, yeah and then, you know let it yeah, don't string them along and, yeah and, and, and I hate do you, doing it and but. do you sometimes uh, go to another level let me give you an example um when my father passed away uh he collected stamps mm-hmm, for mm-hmm. years and yeah. years and years and 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 i, I always i always found it curious because my father wasn't a uh the type of person that would do something like that unless there was a reason mm-hmm, yeah. so i you know when he passed away i grabbed up all the stamps and, and they've been sitting upstairs literally for the last 10 years and in the back of my mind, I'm wondering: is there is there in that mix? Because he was eight upside down airplane died. or whatever. Yeah, yeah. 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 inverted it, Jenny. It, yeah, the, yeah, right. The inverted <laughs> Jenny. You know, I start, is is there an inverted Jenny up there? I don't know. Maybe. Is there a George Washington one cent stamp? There's another one that's of, of stupid. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 1787 or yeah, something. Yeah, something that that he came across in his travels and in his uh, bartering and exchanging right. and buying. Could be. Could be. Is it up there? So do you sometimes, you know, recommend, well, I think you should take this to so-and-so, like somebody who's more of a specialist and an expert in a certain area? Like if I had my stamps, would you recommend somebody to say, take your stamps to this guy and he'll go through them and he's trustworthy? No, because that guy doesn't really exist anymore for stamps, unfortunately. Like this, the, the philatelist <laughs> is going to kill me. Because um, the, the stamps, like model trains, were a big-ass deal and like for people of, that were born in 1920. So, and there were whole companies that just sent envelopes of stamps to young kids and they would put them all in the books. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, what we generally do when we sell those stamp collections is we take like 700 photos. I'll just take a photo of like every page in the album. And then the crazy stamp guys that collect will just look through all those pictures for the inverted, the inverted Jenry. Um, nine times out of 10, or maybe 999 times out of a thousand, the stamps are hardly worth a darn. They just mm-hmm. have that market. I mean, when's the last time you met a stamp collector? Uh, you know, no, you know, I'm not one, um, other than the fact that I have just because you have them. bags and mm-hmm. books yeah. upstairs. We go that, through them. I mean, we find we just got stamps tonight in an auction um, because that generation, a lot of those people collected stamps. It was like a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I should just go through them all and just look for the inverted Jenny and that's yeah, sure. yeah, or have is, someone do is it. Is that you know? something? A case where 
in 20 years, people when we don't even have the post office anymore, like stamps, they'll be like, "Whoa, stamps!" And then Could they'll be. like yeah. they'll, they'll go through the the roof of value. Maybe, yeah, yeah. We get so like 70, 80 bucks out of a good album. Nostra Hansberry. Uh-huh. In twenty years, we no longer have a post office. In the year twenty twenty two. Yeah, things go up, things go down, but you know the stamps we. We get 60, 70 bucks for an, al- an album, usually, like a, a book, uh-huh. you know? Um, so it's not that they don't have any value. Um, we've sold tens of thousands well, of stamps. Well, you know, and, and I casually looked up to see what are the top 10 most valuable stamps. Right, that's I a sell. good way to start. And yeah. You know, so I said, oh, let me just look for these if I ever take the time. Because there are literally thousands of stamps. Yes, yeah. It's mind-numbingly tedious it, and, you know, stealing and, stamps. And like, oh, There's people who love that. God bless them. Some people. It's not yeah. me. Yeah, <laughs> we go through them. And then there's the other tough. part of me. It's like, am I sitting on a million dollar stamp for the last fifteen years? Right, or, it's just or, up there. It's just sitting up there. And, mm-hmm. and, and then Jamie, when I Jamie die, Sanfilippo and Jamie Sanfilippo clears out my house, he finds right, the inverted right. jetty. There are very few good stamps. I mean, one in a million. All right, one I, in a million. A, but it's possible. It is possible. <clears throat> yeah, right, right. it's two, always possible. This this is kind of for the bigger conversation because I don't really see any about. These are two in box Ninja Turtles. With the original KB uh, Toy Store uh, price tag on them. Mark down. KB Toys. Mark down. Uh, Mark down. uh, Mark down. What were they? Mark down? Yeah, this one was $5.99. Mark down for three for ten. Three for ten. Hey, his wacky weapon is Psy. Yeah, Psy. And I actually remember. This was probably like one of the first times I was able to go to the mall like by myself with my buddies. So probably middle school. And you and, kept it in the and, box? And I outgrew, I had outgrown Ninja Turtles because like, I played with these when I was in like kindergarten. And they're I saw these. Re- they're getting ready to reboot them again. And I was like, fuck yeah. yeah so I bought them, them and I literally have kept them in their package and I used to hang them up on my They're shelf. rebooting the franchise, the Ninja Turtle franchise. Then they're going to awesome. be worth it. So you should hang on to them. So toys, uh, you know, what's really come up What's what's gone down <clears throat> is like things like stamps and that kind. Of, I'm sorry, I hate sorry. to say it. Uh, Except uh, for the inverted Jenny, right? Yeah, yeah, that stuff's crazy. But what's what's come up a lot is eighties, 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 eighties cars, eighties toys, yeah, eighties everything. Because people from the eighties are buying shit now. They're making good money in their jobs and they want stuff from their childhood. Mm-hmm. They don't give a crap about the fifties. Right, right, right. I mean, who you know? No, that's exactly people why like I still who? have these. Right, right, but. You know, so these aren't bad. These might be twenty bucks a pop because unopened toys are hard to find because kids open toys. Sure, I play with they're them. late turtles though. They're they they're, they're nineteen ninety eight. So I sold some. I was um, gonna say ninety eight or ninety six, something like that. And you just you go right to the copyright, see the when they came turtles. out. Eighty nine <laughs> turtles. Yeah, oh, 99 This one is yeah. I sold um a, the series of the first turtles comics, which came out in like nineteen eighty six, and they didn't make very many of them. Um, What'd that go for? Hundreds. Hundreds of dollars. Yeah, yeah. I just sold, uh, not just sold. I, I, someone asked me if I still had my Hulk 181, and uh, where it's the first appearance of Wolverine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, yeah. And, and, it, and it's supposedly in mint condition. It goes for like twelve grand comic book. I sold it like seven, nine years ago, for not twelve grand. Now, yeah. granted, it wasn't in mint condition. It was kind of ragged and torn, but I think I still sold it for like 800 mm-hmm. bucks. That's nice. probably pretty good, you know, mm-hmm. in that condition. And yeah. ball cards, um, are, I think, are, are taking a big big jump, too, aren't they? They are, yeah. Um, what is? Baseball, card. baseball well, all, cards. All cards in general. Yeah. But We were talking about that last night we were ta- <clears throat> when we were taking photos for uh, the Evergreen podcast. We were talking about, you know, what are we going to talk about tomorrow night with Adrian mm. and about baseball cards. And I mentioned my, my golf stars. Yes, uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> golf cards. Huh? Go- golf cards, yes. Yeah, sold them. It's, uh, you've, I've sold some. You've sold them? Yeah. They actually, people buy them? Not for very much, but they do buy them. How yeah. much? few bucks for like a pile yeah. Pile. yeah people ask me if things sell yeah that's they a sell. shot at how much is the question yeah, yeah. Uh, right. i got a 
Fuzzy Zeller, there might be worse though. Mm. Condition is so crazy with baseball cards and comics and things. You can go, so it's one through ten usually. Mm-hmm. Like a a two might be eight hundred, a seven might be two thousand, an eight might be twenty thousand, a nine would be sixty thousand, and a ten wow. would be a million. Like it the, the, the it curves up like this with with baseball cards and things. So there's a lot of ones and twos and threes. But when when you get into the rare era, the eights, nines, right. and tens, it's like in, it jumps. It doesn't double. It, it, it goes like it goes like a hundred times. And why? More. Why? Why? Because they're so rare. And why? To find a like to find this authentic in this condition, which is probably a six. This crease is hurts, but you know a ten is just like a ten is <laughs> like no one touched crease. it. The a couple times. You got me. You got me upset about a crease. I know. And, I know. And what might be a reproduction? People just get pissed off at me all day long. <laughs> well, creases are they hurt? But it's, I mean, a ten is like unbelievable. In fact, ten base, t- baseball cards that are a ten. And Gus can talk to you about this, but that are are, are it, it's not even just condition; it's like how it was stamped at the factory. Is it centered in the square? Right. Which you could get it and never even breathe on it, and it's still not a ten. Was it? Was it insane as stamps? Is the perforation? I mean, so it's in, it's like insane. So you're saying <laughs> that my inverted Jenny could be downgraded because of its condition? Sure, especially Might if it's well got a crease a, in it or something, you could board. be screwed. Uh, it still wouldn't be worth that. It's, no, it would. It, it would be worth something. It wouldn't be worth. The, It'd be worth a lot. It, it probably that. Yeah. yeah I see. All right. My next item. Uh, this is a autographed uh, Conan the Barbarian original uh, soundtrack recording vinyl. That's autographed cool. by so, Governor Arnold Schwarzenegger. Right. Were you, were you there Governor when, when you signed Arnold Schwarzenegger? it? Right. What's so, that? Yeah, say that again. <laughs> so, were you there when yeah, you signed so it? So here's my story. I might have shared it on the show before, but uh, Arnold always comes to Columbus for the Arnold Classic. It's a big festival thing we have here but he always goes to uh schmidt's where my brother-in-law works he always goes there to eat lunch so i got a call one day and, and matt was like hey schwarzenegger's coming oh so I, we go to lunch and i bring my record <laughs> so i'm waiting out I'm front sure for him thrilled. to come yeah and he gets out of the car and he's like right in front of me we're like two feet away from each other i go governor can you sign my record and he looks at me and he goes absolutely and then he doesn't even make eye contact. He just keeps walking right by me. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess that's what a goof. Is he? Always, he never says no, but yeah. then he never does it. But then, so then my brother-in-law, who like works there and was like serving him and stuff, he he got it signed for me, and I got a picture of him signing it. Nice. You, I have some terrible news for you, though. What's that? This is. There's a stamp on this record. It says for, for ownership reserved by MCA Records. Sale is unlawful. And we, don't, yeah, we don't care about that. But um, <laughs> that's promotional record. You know, I mean, but you know, something like this, it might be. You might get 100, you know, 75, 100 bucks. It's, 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 I'd I'll have to look. It, uh, um, I would write down, you know, write your little, you know, when you get a free moment, just type it up and sign it and tape it to the back. It. Tell the so story. When your kids are like, you know, older, they'll it'll be with it because. It, that means that does mean something to the collector, sure. yeah. Because you know? yeah, yeah. otherwise, it's just like I signed it. Sure, right, you right, know? right. People sign stuff all the time. Well, that's what um, I was going to kind of the bigger are conversation you telling about autographs. Fake sign shit too. Oh God, yes. Come on, just get man. out a pen and just go to town, all you know. Time. And um, there's just people who are really good at it. Swindle people okay, for lots of money. You see those books over there? It's cool. Yeah, that's Thanks, cool. Man. Is the record see, in there? Yeah. Okay. See those yeah. books over there, Mister Former Journalist? Mm-hmm. Those are all first editions. Some okay. of them are more valuable than others, but they're all for, and a lot of them are signed by good. the authors. Yeah, that's good. Real authors, the real signatures. Yeah. At least now, yeah. at least now, I'm debating. I'm probably. Yeah, how do you yeah. tell? Can you? Well, there are people who who certify those things. Yeah, they are. And they study the signatures. I had a, I, the same person that the the. Uh, Seller of the comic books who who took the comic books and sold them for me, also took a uh, a Mickey Spillane book that I had 
that was signed by Mickey Spillane. It was a personal inscription to okay, whoever yeah. he was signing it to. Right, right. Mickey Spillane. Uh, the book was in bad condition, but the signature, he said he authenticated the signature. He had somebody authenticate the signature. Yeah, it was. yeah. He goes, but you're not going to get much for it. You know, if the book was in better condition, you'd probably get, you know, some decent money right now. It's worth about 50 bucks. And mm-hmm, he goes, you mm-hmm. want me to sell it? And I said, no, just send it back to me. I'll just keep it. I'm a, <laughs> right, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I mean, a mystery, I'm a mystery buff, and I love mysteries, and I had a book signed by Mickey Spillane. Not to me, but mm-hmm. but his signature was in there. So signatures, you know, any any signature depends on a bunch of factors. So, you, you know, um, people who live long lives and um, maybe fell on harder times, like the people, the, the sci-fi folks that go to every damn convention mm-hmm. and right. sign 87 million things, right. their signatures aren't worth that much because they go everywhere. But, like, you know, uh, uh, somebody who got killed when they were 20, uh, a fam- you know, famous baseball player or somebody who played two great years and then died in a tragic accident, those signatures are worth a fortune because they're gone. They had James two years. Dean, James like Dean, Steve yeah. McQueen. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Uh, think about um, notable you know, athletes or, or whoever. Um, and so in authors go to book signings and they, people like line up as far as you can see and they mm-hmm. sign the book. So more signatures, less, you know, less value. So, but there's like, there's like a copy of To Kill a Mockingbird in there and, Good. Yeah. and there's, and it's signed by Harper Lee, but it was, it's not in a first edition To Kill a Mockingbird. Okay. It was yeah. like an anniversary edition, but she would come out yeah. periodically yeah. and, and sign these books. And now she's, she's passed away, but, right. but I'm saying, right. but. To Kill a Mockingbird That's a good thing. Is, is one of the For most value. iconic novels of all time. Yep. Yeah. And even though this is a, uh, uh, you know, an updated copy of the book, you know, it's still signed by her. So, right. Yeah. So, so there's some value. To there that. is. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. There's some value to that. You know, the de- and I, I say Hunter S. Thompson. I've got the, the, yeah, r- the Rum Diaries yeah. signed by Hunter S. Thompson. That's cool. I never seen that. Uh, Mario Puzo, Godfather, mm-hmm. yeah. signed by Hunter him. Thompson. Was pretty reclusive, to, you know, for at the end there, and so he wasn't signing a whole lot of a lot of stuff. I've got um, a Mario Lopez autograph. <laughs> okay, Mario Lopez. Yeah, not as valuable, no, but no. but perhaps <laughs> but you know, no. more exciting okay, in some no. ways. <laughs> uh, uh, it just you know it just the devil's in the details with all of it. It right. just comes down to the the tiniest little. Thanks, really. Because the collectors are bonkers. I mean, they're just... The people who are going to pay the crazy money ultimately is a collector. You may be like a casual person with a casual interest. I have this book. It's signed. It's cool. Yeah. The person who's going to go crazy is going to be someone who's like entire house is, you know, yeah. you know decorated with that person or it's that it's, idea you know, or whatever. I, you have a Kurt Vonnegut, a Kurt Vonnegut sign? Yes, I have a signed Kurt Vonnegut. You know, I love everything Vonnegut. I must have right. it. Right. I have to know? have it all. And right. So and I only want the best. And so so I got to find thing. that person. I got to find the crazy people. And that's what we do. We, we, we sort of find so, the crazy people. Oh, you know? okay. Good. Well. Yeah. So right. bring it all back. Yeah, bring it all to bring it all we back. try to. I mean, some things there's just no crazy people. Like people just don't want it. Don't. No. <laughs> some like Mount Saint Helen Nashes. Yeah. Yeah. You see, that's. Yeah, I'm I, sorry. I, I, oh, no, like, no, man. Asshole. I was gonna. I was gonna but comment it's just the on way that. It is. You I know? find. I, I find. Your eyes. I find Johnny's story fascinating. Oh, it's very fascinating. This eruption of this. I this, know this, that it's this, not worth shit. This momentous right. eruption of Mount Saint Helen, and somebody took the time to put the ashes in vials. I find the whole story fascinating. And his Ninja Turtles are, are, yeah, you can are worth $25 right. more. That's right. Yeah. That's going to be the name of my book. Fascinating, but it's not worth shit. Um, and, but, the, but, you know, and I, t- I, t- I really try and, and, and especially when someone's lost a, lost a loved one, you know, is your dad still around? No. Okay. So, I mean, the things that he, were his is, is... It was almost 40 years ago. Don't worry about it. No, but, I mean, the things that you have of his, <laughs> yeah, in addition yeah. to your memories, are all that's left... Um, 
uh, uh, of him, and so it's 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 there's more meaning there to you, yeah, right? Yeah. For me to take a shit on it is just not pleasant. No, it's I'll take a shit on it. Was my my <laughs> wife was like going, "How can you even prove that it's real?" I'm like, "Going, I don't give a shit. I know it's real." Yeah, but, right. right, right, right. <laughs> I guess that's part of it if you believe it. And, yeah, you know, we try and be very careful just to sort of tell people that it, you know this is just what the, the financial value is it doesn't take away from anything else about it who, who he was no, I, I would stuff. say that uh, but it's it, hard. It, it's in some hard. cases sentimental value is is worth far more than, oh, absolutely. than the financial I mean I'm just looking at, at stuff around here you know like even in this room like when 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 uh, Tommy Hearns recently passed away you know the, the famous boxer and I'm like oh man I got his I got his boxing gloves that I bought at an auction and you know, at that auction, he signed him. Yeah, you know, he, yeah, he, yeah. He, he was there. He was one of the guests that were there, and he signed him. So I got the, the Tommy Hitman Hearns box boxing because I'm sure some boxing, sure crazed boxing person would love to have those and would pay top dollar for right, it. Right, that's something I could probably part with. Yeah, you know, okay. Let me know. <laughs> so I'm letting yeah, you know yeah, right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. I'm letting you know if you find a boxing nut that wants Tommy Hitman Hearns boxing gloves that were signed by him. Boxing is good. I mean, boxing has remained very popular for a very long time. Other things have come up and down, um, but I mean, I think generally it's it's a it's a mistake to get too hung up on value as you like financial value. Just enjoy the things because uh-huh. the stuff goes up, it goes down. You you know, it, you can be dis- disappointed if you want just value. Go buy some stocks or some gold bullion or well, something. And, you know, and that's the thing is that just we're, enjoy it. Just because it's online on eBay for five hundred dollars doesn't mean anybody's gonna. Buy it that's too. True. I yeah. mean, that's kind Tell of the thing it. too. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, and I, I guess it's probably easier nowadays, but it's a pain in the ass to sell stuff. You know, you got to have an account and haggle and mail stuff, and I don't know. It that's is. What he does. Yeah. <clears throat> that's what yeah, he's for. I take I care know. of all that he stuff. <clears throat> but it's yeah, pr- price is co- complicated. Um, if if you have forever to wait for that person who's in, insane and will pay anything for those boxing gloves, that person is out there somewhere and will pay like some ungodly amount. But you might have to wait years to get it. Most of the people we deal with are just like, hey, dad passed away. We need to sell the house. We need this stuff gone in a month. And can you get as much as possible for it in that time frame? And mm. that's, you know. And then someone buys it who has a store, like say just they sell sports memorabilia and they'll wait seven years for the right person to come along and pay a big price for it. And that's how so, the marketplace works. Patience. Yeah. yeah, if you have the time. You have the time and the patience. And the desire to screw with it. Yeah. Then, I um, probably had more means. time and patience when I was in my 40s. Now, most people don't have any, you know, any of those things. Now, they just want to let it rip. Yeah, mm-hmm. just now, just, just take it. Let it rip. <laughs> and the rarer the, the rarer the thing is, the closer it'll it'll come to the high. We sold the BMW M5 in '88, which they imported like 1,200 of them. That uh, was like the first super sedan, and we got thirty-five thousand dollars for it. And it's a four-door, but that's what's hot now, and they're just hard to find. And so, whether it's an auction or a or a, a classic car lot. The price is going to be about the same because you're just not going to find another. And an '83 Honda Matic motorcycle, five hundred bucks if the transmission screwed up. It's not screwed up. You said the clutch is out. No, no, there's no clutch. That's oh, the, that's, that's right. That's, that's why it's a Honda Matic. Matic. Oh. There's no. It just yeah. needs. Uh, it just needs tuned up. Oh. Um, spark plugs. Spark does it, plugs change. Does it run? It did. It's not running right now. Battery's all dead. <laughs> <laughs> no, the battery's dead. The spark okay. plugs need. I mean, it just needs tuned up and it'll run. You know, so my advice when we sell when we sell vehicles, um, especially you know classic vehicles, if 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 we can easily make them run, like if you can get it running is real important. If it just goes and then it starts, that adds a lot of value. 
because it's that's a big deal. I can get to go jigga jigga jigga. Yeah, right. So if you can do that, <laughs> if you can do that, you're in good shape. Dino's middle name is Dino jigga jigga jigga. Dino jigga jigga jigga. Right, right. But if it's if we sell something and it's like does not run, then the the buyer. Uh, I was talking to a lady today. Dad has a, had a seventy six. Um, he's dead, but Dad had a seventy six Grand Prix. Decent, you know, the mid seventies are not the glory years of American, you know, muscle or anything. Right. But it's a cool car. It's big and kind of sporty. Grand Prix are always really big, right. but it doesn't start, and that's a problem because then it opens up in the buyer's mind. It opens up all these possibilities about what it could be. It could mm-hmm. be something really serious, like a cracked block, or it could be something really simple, like a solenoid. Um, but they'll assume the worst typically. So when you're selling a, something motorized, if if you can just get it to run, it's so get worth the your bike time. before I sell the bike, make get it running. Yeah, it doesn't have to run great. You don't even have to drive yeah, it. If it just take starts, it the mechanic could spend hundred bucks and yeah. boom. Yeah, get, just get it to start because then then it like okay, if you're gonna buy some, hey, it starts. Okay, we've you know we've it, it basically functions. The rest mm-hmm. is kind of minimal. Um, so. Yeah, and it's it you know I always thought okay you know it's kind of unique because uh, you know. A motorcycle with no clutch, and mm-hmm. they had their their popularity back in the day, but they're not. That's not the case now. And so running, um, I, I looked them up because you mentioned it in yeah, your it email. Did. I mean, I think that like fair, which is probably how most of them are found in garages and things. You know, eight hundred bucks, and then like mint, like in the museum, the motorcycle museum, three grand maybe, yeah. thirty five hundred. So running and clean and, you know, we washed the old cars we find in garages. We sold those BMWs. We washed them, just make them pretty. It helps. Yeah, sure. I just sold a car with no keys, and I got great money for it. But, uh, you so know, no keys. This, and, no keys. Yeah, the, um, the, we couldn't find the key, and the job needed to get done based on because of a bunch of different things. And so what are they the dildos? What are they? Yeah. <laughs> we, we, we tried to put a dildo in the ignition, <laughs> and the car made this weird noise and shook, oh, but nothing actually Lord. happened. No. Um, it was the hood ornament. <laughs> I've sold lots of cars with no keys. You know, foreclosure, they have three or four cars sitting in the grass around the house. And then what, did they just find keys, make keys? What they, I don't know what uh, they do. You don't, I don't care. They don't care. They pay three, 400 bucks scrap at least. Um, we got This was a 97 a Lincoln. Continental, which is starting to become a little more collectible. It's not as good as like a Caprice Classic or something, but uh, we got 2600 bucks, which is above Blue Book. Hmm. But we had a great Carfax. The lady had it fixed every like three months at the dealership. So I've always wanted to get my <laughs> first car back. I wanted to what get that? A, a, a 68 Pontiac Catalina. Ooh, that's a nice car. Big, but sporty. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. I don't know about sporty, but it was big. Well, they're all kind of sporty. It like was the big. Way they it was, two doors? Yeah, uh, four door. Oh, uh, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> it was a four door. Yeah, yeah. It well, was, they're out it, there. Huh? They're out there. <laughs> they're out there. I know they're out there. It was, yeah. the, it was my high school car. It was my, it was, you know, the, the brown bomber. Man, it was, that's what we drove around. Trade your stamps for one. Yeah, trade my stamps. Had an eight-track player in it. Oh, yeah. 80s cars. 80s cars are where it's at now, particularly European cars. Seriously, 80s yeah, cars. Yeah. Fox Body Mustangs, um, like European you know, BMWs, Lotus, all that stuff is just crazy. How many cars do you have? Me? Yeah. Personally? Not very many. I have a... Not very many means <laughs> more than one. Well, I have, a, I have my 2010 DTS, which I'm yeah. going to replace because somebody backed into me. Uh, I have my 69 Cadillac. I have my Ford, uh, or my Chevy... Uh, Silverado, it's right. a 2000. It's just beat to holy hell. We just haul stuff in it, and that's it. I got my eye on a couple other okay. real special. But you got cars. your eye on something. What's your dream car? Um, well, I have the big Fleetwood now, which is just like the it's like the biggest. It's the 70 was bigger, but the 70 was the biggest production car ever made. So 69 is close enough. So I'd like to have a like a uh, a Porsche 911, and they've become incredibly expensive. The old ones, um, 
or like a a, a, a Lotus or a, something European and tiny and crazy. Because I got the huge car, the huge like a D- Detroit Mustang. Yeah, you got know, the D- you know. got the you got the beast. Right. So something now you small. Want, now you want the beauty. Yeah, not an MG. You know, too common. Something a little more rare. And uh, I've, I'm tracking down a couple leads on a few things. So cool. I tend to come across opportunities. Yeah. Cars are hot. People just the yeah, car market's car, insane. Cars, cars have always been hot though, right? The, yeah, but boy, the pandemic. I mean, people. I don't know. Just the. It's in overdrive. I mean, car classic cars are just out of this world now. It's crazy. Which is good. Yeah, because we, we sell good them. For business. And, yeah. Yeah, and they're out there. You know, they're out there. All right, gentlemen. Any other questions about any other collectibles or anything? I had one that question that did get asked. What was your biggest get? Your biggest profit. Profit. The I don't like biggest to talk about item you've yeah. ever sold. <laughs> um, I mean, these past couple of cars I've sold are probably it. I mean that that. You know, there are a lot of auction businesses that sell only very high-end things, and that's a very competitive space to play in, stuff that's hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars or millions of dollars. And I get why auction people seek that sort of thing because, right. you know, more, more, you, get more, you make more money. But we're, our business is kind of geared towards kind of the more everyday people, uh-huh. and it's been, it's been very good for us. But, you know, I think the, the cars probably, and we sold a pencil sharpener for $10,000. Why? Which is a, um, it was just a huge, it was made in Cincinnati in like 1900. It was like this giant cylinder. It was maybe a foot across, and it had like a, you know, of course, a tiny little hole for the pencil you insert, right. and you turn this humongous crank. Right. It was That's just awesome. so, rid- it was so ridiculous. ridiculous. And a couple of, um, from what I understand, a couple of, you know, like hedge fund manager guys that collect mechanical items, you know, to them, ten thousand dollars is if you're making forty million dollars a year, or even a million dollars a year, or a couple hundred. I mean, ten thousand dollars is nothing, and and it's competitive. These guys like to kind of compete and get things, yeah, so, so they bid it up. Off, yeah. And it was a record, a world record. <laughs> and I collect, I collect uh, old typewriters. I mean, that, that's one there. There's yeah. one down there. There's another dozen or so upstairs. I have some for you. So yeah. old typewriters. I have an Olivetti, which is like a, a red one in the plastic case, which is like it'll be a lot. Yeah, it's a very. It's in one of my sales now, but the typewriter was cool. It's always, I mean, it's basic stuff. Car, you know, cars, like that BMW. Yeah, but I, I, I got all these typewriters. I, I love my typewriters. Yeah. I have Underwoods. I have Royals. I have Smith Coronas. Yeah. I have Coronas. I can sell you them all day. Huh? <laughs> you can, I can sell you more. I don't need more. Oh, I have. What? I have yes, you do. No, I don't. <laughs> I'm trying to sell. You want me yeah. to buy it? I'm going to wind up buying. I'll sell too. Yeah, we can do. I did. Either. I did. I bought that one recently. I, I, out of uh, out of I bought that out of London. Whoa! Yeah, it shipping was, was expensive. Uh, the, the, actually, it was pretty reasonable, okay, all things considered. Cool. Yeah, I got yeah. I, you know, but I spent. It's a yeah. It's 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 an it's an Olympia Splendid '66. Um, yeah, I think I ended up spending close to three hundred bucks on it before hmm. it was off, with shipping. Yeah, you know, yeah, that's not bad. I'll send awesome. you that link to that olive head because it's like really rare and cool. And it's, it's a red case. A, a manual or is it a, a the electric? Uh, it's not electric. No, no electric. there's no plugs or anything yeah. on it. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. And working. Uh, I think so. Yeah. Working condition. The you know, is a little crooked. Honestly, mm. we, we 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 try and explore things. I and mean, when we sell something real expensive, we'll, we'll delve into whether it works. But we go into a house with like 10,000 items in it, and we have two weeks to get it done. 10,000 items. You know, just you just you take pictures, and you list it, and you sell it, and, and you just and you answer people's questions as best as you can. But I get emails like, we're selling an Apple Lisa which is a uh, early Apple. Oh, yeah. It was named after his daughter in 1982, and it, it might bring two or three thousand dollars. And people are asking me if it works or if the board is fried and all this stuff. And it's like, it's it's you know, there's a lot of how I don't I don't even begin to know how to like diagnostic a 1982 Apple. So 
a lot of times it's just, you know, here it is and buy it. And when you get it, you can, I'm sorry, but I, I can't yeah. sit there and like, test the whole what, thing out. So <laughs> when these, what happens with the stuff that's left over? At, 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 on these estates, there isn't much left over. I mean, we have real high end buyers, which when you have something really valuable, it's it's not hard to get like it's not hard to get rid of something like this. But mm-hmm. we also have guys that drive out here from the country with like broken down pickup trucks and buy half empty cans of paint and scrap metal, and they they're so happy. So we have people that buy stuff that is might appear to be trash to you and I. So a lot of it goes away. There's a whole economy of people that don't have regular jobs and things that just buy old refrigerators and scrap them and that kind of thing. So. A lot of it. It's like the video of the animal in the forest decaying, and then even the bones get eaten at the end. Like right. that's how it is. And so, what's left is we we um we have a clean out service. I mean, we charge, we we clean it out. We donate a lot, and we take it to the dump, which is a horrible place. Mm. How do people so. get a hold of you? Burns Auction and Appraisal. I mean, uh, go to my website, BurnsBid.com. My last name and the word bid, like bid in an auction. BurnsBid.com. Yeah, that's the best way. Best way to get anything you need to know. Um, uh, yeah, you you came to me via a mutual friend of ours, John Osbeck. Yes. And then in the process, we found out that you recently did an estate sale for a good dear friend of mine who just mm-hmm. recently moved out of Columbus. My yep. friend Gus Felicia. I took uh, care of him. And yeah. he he raved, he raved about your service. And, that's great. Uh, and what you did and how you did it and. Uh, yeah, it, it was just we one of those kind words. It was well, it was one of those effortless. It, it just took one thing off his list, right? Yeah. of things to do. You know, he, you came in and took care of everything and and sold a lot of his stuff. We focus on the seller. You know, if you go to a lot of auction sites, for quick shameless plug, uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, a lot, you, you could talk all day about the expensive things you sold, and that's cool and everything. But what people need is they they're just overwhelmed. They lost a loved one, or they're or they're moving to a new place and starting a new chapter, and it's like they're feeling stressed. So we just come in and take the anxiety away, and um, you know, then it becomes our anxiety, <laughs> so, <laughs> which yeah. is fine. So yeah, you're, you're like, yeah. in a way you're kind of the therapists. Oh yeah, yeah. In a way. Yeah, yeah. In an indirect way, we have a lot of long co- you know conversations about this stuff, okay. which is fine. But you should write a book. I will. Yeah. Right now I'm too busy selling stuff, but if I <laughs> too have the busy time. selling shit. Sit down and write. Even though I used to be a journalist. Yeah, Come I would on, love. Man. I would love <laughs> to write more, and I and I want to do podcasting and things. It's just um, running a, a rapidly growing business is a real um, you know, it takes you know all of my, and I also have a, a family. I'll be honest I'm with you. I, I am frightened to go to your site. <laughs> I am scared. It's to go so to your great. Site. I know it's so great, and it's probably so cool. And I'm, I, you know, I have a little bit of an addictive personality. Good, and good. No, not good, <laughs> not good. And yeah, I will. Yeah. I'm afraid I'll go there and I'll start seeing stuff that I oh, gotta have that. Yeah, it's just it's so easy. Just click. Yeah, it just click. comes and to then, you. Yeah. But then, and then you go back, and somebody's outbid you, and then. Well, you click again. Yeah. Oh, just like <laughs> just click again. And once the whiskey starts and stuff, then the next thing you know, you've got all the stuff. Oh, yeah, that you house. wake up tomorrow morning no, hungover. No, no, no. You buy like five thousand dollar typewriter. No, 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 no. Our guest has been Adrian Burns from Burns Auction and Appraisal. Fascinating stuff about the, uh, the that world That's in cool. general, man. It really was. And it thanks was for you're going to take that Playboy with you and investigate. Yeah, I'll a little figure it out. More. I hope it's real. What happened to the guest bottle? Where hope that crease doesn't uh, oh, screw you up there. Yeah. It does, but the, it's okay. It's the otherwise guest bottle has been, uh, we broke something old out for Adrian's guest appearance here. The Angel's Every Cask Strength from 2014. 
Um, it grew on me. I really yeah, did. It grew on me, and, it, and it's grown yeah, in price. Day. Like I said, 169 mm. when it first came out, and now an unopened bottle goes for about 429. So Ooh. the whiskey people talk talk about finding the right people to buy yeah, stuff. You got that? The whiskey the whiskey buyers are, are are crazy purchasers of stuff that they gotta have, and and I'll Fomo. never be I'll never be one of those because I like to drink everything. Well, you know, man. I can't stand to see it stay on the shelf That's okay. forever in a day. That's okay. You know? But uh, thank you, man. <laughs> thank uh, this you. Is, this has been a blast. This has been Absolutely. a lot of fun. Uh, and like I said, anybody that's looking to uh, do the estate sale thing, Adrian be the guy to call. And uh, Consultations are free. Consul- even yeah, I don't. I even just, better. I love to see the stuff and meet people. So it's I always enjoy going out and looking and, you know, then you can decide what you want to do. But we'll, I'll tell you what I can, what I know and try and help you out. All right. So, yeah. Hansberry, some closing notes for yeah. the, as far as business before we go? Whiskeybusinesspod.com, everything whiskey business. If you're listening on your favorite podcasting app, thank you very much. Hit subscribe. Smash that subscribe button, bro. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and uh, look down uh, and check out all the archived episodes that we have. We've got a lot of fun stuff. And uh, please share with all your podcasting and whiskey-loving fools. Uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Um, YouTube, YouTube. Oh, yeah, that's right. YouTube. Well, you could watch this. Actually, tonight would be a great one to watch on YouTube because we had a lot of cool uh, show and tell things. Yeah, show and tell whiskey business things. with right. Dina Tripodis on YouTube. And, Check it all out. Yep. And then uh, we're going to be on part two of that Friends reunion coming up pretty soon. <laughs> no, 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 we're not. Uh, my name is Dina Tripodis. I can't do this podcast without the incredible talents of Greg Hansberry <laughs> on the audio side and the amazing John Whitney. Who collects ashes from Mount St. Helens? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. The Ash Man. On the, on the, the Ash Man. Uh, <laughs> like the Ash Man. Oh, man. Uh, on the video side, John Whitney, of course. <laughs> and uh, as I mentioned at the top of the podcast, look for us soon to be joining the Evergreen Podcast family as well. So we're excited about that. So until the next bottle, my friends, I'm Dino Tripodis. See ya. Are you tired of seeing your teen or young adult struggle on a path that clearly isn't the right fit? Is your teenager confused about which direction to take after high school? The future of work is changing rapidly, and our kids need to know all of the options available after high school so they're empowered to make the choice that is best for them. In each episode, we explore the latest trends that are shaping the opportunities of today and tomorrow. I'm your host, Betsy Jewell, and this is the High School Hamster Wheel Podcast.